Welcome to Sustainable 91. 91. How the devil are you? Oh, top of the world. Top of the world. This is good news because we are your friendly little environment podcast all about people and the planet. And this week, it's good that you're on top of the world because we've got a whole load of good news, haven't we all? It's a very, very strange podcast where things are going all right. Uh, Things are going all right this week include... Well, what, what happens when something's sort of dead? What do you mean? It goes what spingy happened? and you what? bury it. Well, yeah, but how do you bury it? You put it underground. In a... Bag. <laughs> in a coffin. Coffin. Yeah. And that is what that nice Nicola Sturgeon and the SNP have effectively done to fracking in Scotland. We're going to be talking about our frackings in a coffin. Now, who else do you know who's been coughing <laughs> recently? Oh, dear... <laughs> Are you talking about Prime Minister Theresa May? Play the clip. (coughs) (coughs) Public sector working together. Why why we will never... Oh, oh, God. For the most powerful person in the country who I thought I could never feel sympathy for, I came came dangerously close to feeling sympathy. Anyway, we're talking about Theresa May because her government has done a clean growth plan. And it's not shit. Weird, eh? It gets weirder. We are also going to be talking about some sewers that need to uh, need to hack up their contents because some sewers in Switzerland are full of gold and some sewers in London are full of grease and tampons and horrible stuff. So they they need to ho- hock it all up. They could do with a bit of coughing. So that's the theme, Dave. And it's as strong as ever. <sighs> Just the usual disclaimer. (laughs) We do work for environmental charities, but these are very much our own views. So if you have any problem with anything we say and it makes you gob up things in fury, take it up with me or him, not with anyone else that we work for, yes? Okay, (laughs) on with with it. (laughs) On with it. Reasons to be cheerful. So, reasons to be cheerful. This is the section every week, not every week, some weeks. <laughs> Nowhere near enough weeks, if you want my opinion, Every blue moon, uh, where we look at some of the stuff that's going well. Mm. And this week, well, stuff is going well. Oh, hi, the new laddie! Hamish, you've had your D! <laughs> what in the name of Gordon's trousers is going on. Well, if you're a fan of Scottish, Scottish, Scottish football, which obviously no one is. N- well, some people are. I went. Uh, I used to. I went to university in Scotland, and I've been to Scottish football. I assure you, no one's a fan of it. Okay. Well, for those people who follow it, it's been a bad old time for uh, Scottish football because they didn't qualify for the World Cup. However, if you are a fan of saving the planet in Scotland, it has been a very good time indeed because Scotland has done some amazing stuff. It has gone and banned fracking. Hoots, man, there's a moose loose about this hoose. It's done what? It's banned fracking. Can it do that? Yeah, well, yeah. 
It oh, can. <laughs> it has. Real? Uh, yeah, the, the energy minister, um, uh, Paul Wheelhouse, he's called, uh, told the Scottish uh, members of the Scottish Parliament that they were going to ban fracking, effectively. Taking all of this into account and balancing the interests of the environment, our economy, public health and public opinion, I can confirm that the conclusion of the Scottish Government is that we will not support the development of unconventional oil and gas in Scotland. Uh, they've, they've had a moratorium for a while. I have one of those ones. Oh, I'm terribly sorry to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I think three years they've had a bit of a, basically a kind of, ooh, let's, uh, well, let's not do any more of that until we've worked out whether we like it or not. So you haven't been able to do any fracking in Scotland for three years. Uh, and now they said, you know that moratorium, we're going to turn it into a ban. Hold on. What? Hold on a blinking. Don't don't try and turn this into a reason to not be cheerful. No, 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 I'm not at all. I just want to know what the blinking heck is going on, right? Because uh, we are always told by that their government in charge in Westminster, which is like not in Scotland. We're no. always told that you've got to go have frackinged. Mm. Uh, and, we got, and we're always told that like, if you want to do, if you don't want to have frackinged, if you're like a local community, don't want to have frackinged, like in Lancashire, where they don't want to have frackinged, and the local council have said they don't want to have frackinged, and they said, you're not having frackinged. And then Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Government put on its Dot Martins and come along and said, oi, you, give me your face, and kicked it in the face, and said, you are going to have frackinged, you are going to have frackinged, you are going to have frackinged. And so they've got to have frackinged now, even though they're still saying they don't want to have frackinged. So how come... Up in Scotland, they're allowed to say, Och, are we with you? How come they're allowed to do that? Wished, wished we with your frackers. How come they're allowed to do that? And also, uh, if, I could, if I could finish my question, and also... Oh, it's a question. Yes. Oh. And also, how come uh, it's, they think it's a good idea, given that this government thinks uh, it's a good idea to have it? Well, I guess that's one of the exciting things about it, because you might expect that somebody who was banning fracking would go, uh, better make this sound like it's not a hippie reason for banning it. So we'll say, oh, not commercially viable or, um, you know, there's enough. Because in Scotland, you've got so much wind and wave resource, but particularly wind, and compared to how many people you've got, it's quite easy. And hydro, loads and loads of hydro coming off all those hills. Water coming down streams, put a screw in it. Yeah. Put like, a screw in it? Yeah, like big... What, and then a plug or what, as it were? <laughs> what did you plug into a waterfall or something? Like a kind of Archimedes screw, but in reverse, that ah, sort of screw. Right. Uh, and um, so they've got so much of that that they can do a lot of clean energy to provide the needs of the population relatively easily. So you could make that argument, but what they've actually come out and said is say that they are doing this because of climate change. They're saying fracking is not compatible with our climate change commitments, that we don't want those emissions. We don't want them. Don't want them. Don't want them emissions. And, uh, and that's it. What I thought was an interesting thing about this here fracking decision. Oh, the other thing is that absolutely everybody opposes that it. That one. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. That's the one that's the interesting bit. Now, I think this is basically just an excuse to justify them uh, doing a thing they didn't want to do anyway, right? But they have said, uh, I mean, they consulted your, your Scottish population, both of them, um, and, they, <laughs> and they said to them, uh, do you want that there fracking? Uh, and 65,000 people responded, of which 64,500 said... No, we don't take it away. It's bad, right? Uh, and uh, government, unlike in the in Westminster, when when the government says, "Do you want us to come and put this chip shop on top of your begonias?" and loads of people go, "No, thanks." 
don't want chips, got begonias, bugger off. And the government says, well, we've listened, but we're going to put this chip shop on top of your begonias anyway. Yeah. Unlike that. And it's a 5% smaller chip shop than it was going to be. And that shows how much we've listened. Yes. And, and out of deference, are we going to use begonia fat in order to make the, you know, <laughs> so blah, blah. Um, but up in Scotland, they go, well, people have spoken. They don't want it. We're not doing it. Now, I don't want to be naive about this no. uh, because I'm pretty sure there's an awful lot more going on here than just that. But anyway, the point is they have said, the government has said this. Having considered this matter in considerable detail, it is also our view that the outcome of our public engagement shows that in those communities which would be most affected, there is no social licence for unconventional oil and gas to be taken forward at this time. So there you go. Thank you, Arabella, who you'll notice is Scottish. A bit. <laughs> she Just is Scottish. In the same way as you went to a comprehensive, Arabella is Scottish. Do me a favour. She's as <laughs> Scottish as Hamish McScottish. Uh, but she's there to read this out. But it's not really babble for once. It's it's just, you know, some words in Scottish by a Scottish person. And they're good words. And it's just remarkable to hear somebody saying, we're not going to do this because the public just don't buy it. And with a mighty rush, rebellious Scotch to crush. Oh, do you bloody think so? <laughs> Which is all, I mean, just the thing I just, just, just the thing I just did just want to say about that. Mm, just say it. Just say it. Say the thing it. I did just want to say, if I could be allowed to say it. No, please, say it. Is that oh, fracking is only supported by 16.16% of the UK population, right? In general. And that number, every time the government, this is government's own figures, and every yeah. time it does its opinion polls, that number gets lower and lower. People keep going, fracking sounds like something I wouldn't inflict up the bum of me worst enemy, mate. Don't <laughs> want it. Um, and so there's clearly no social license for it anywhere um so great that scotland has banned it oh hi the new hootsman wears me but can we get on with it and like defrack everywhere else now well yeah i mean lots of other places have defracked haven't they so uh the point that campaigners have made is that in this collection of islands you've got a moratorium in wales and so no fracking going on there a ban now in scotland no fracking going on there uh, Ireland, obviously not a part of Great Britain, but the Republic of Ireland has banned it, I think, as well. So it's, it's basically only England that's going ahead with it. And good luck, basically. I think I think what you've seen is that uh, wherever it's been proposed, people have gone, get off, stop with your fracking. And yeah, they might eventually win and get it done in Lancashire. But if they're going to have to go to that length, every single site, and they want to do thousands of these, I just can't see it happening. Can you? I, uh, I tell you who was cross about it. Oh, uh, is it the star of stage and screen, David Hasselhoff? Not to my knowledge, although I haven't canvassed his views. Uh, uh, was it a fracker? Yes. <laughs> yes. Frackers not pleased. Uh, the, uh, the managing director of Ineos Shale, Ineos massive chemicals company, who, um, who love a bit of fracking, including in stupid places like Sherwood Forest. <laughs> They managed to get the Telegraph annoyed about it. Well done, you why would muppets. You, why would you fracture with Forest? Why would you go, now, where's a part of the UK that people really love? <laughs> where's somewhere deeply embedded in cultural heritage? And where, like, everyone thinks, that's pretty. I'm glad that's still there and has been yeah. there since the day of Robin Hood. I'm glad there's no f- 
fucking massive <laughs> shale gas rigs on top of that. Why would you go and frack there? The only, I'll tell you why you would go and frack there. And I'm sorry, you can tell me he's not happy about this in a minute. The only reason you would go and frack there is, is well, two reasons. A, because you wanted to go to a place that was the hardest place to win in order that if you win there, if you get the right to frack there, you basically can just go frack anywhere else. Or you want to go to a place that is the hardest place to win so that when you get told to sod off, you can then under the radar have been going and fracking loads of other places that people weren't paying attention to. It's one of them. Yeah, uh, maybe. Or they're just numb nuts. <laughs> they are numb nuts. It's like going, uh, I think we're going to frack under the uh, memorial to Princess Diana. Anyone, any problems with that? Oh, under the grave of Princess Diana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Ineos have said, uh, well, <laughs> the Guardian described their reaction as furious. Uh, and a chap called Tom Pickering, who's their managing director, said, uh, this decision, which beggars belief, means gas becomes a cost for the Scottish economy instead of an ongoing source of income. It speaks volumes about Scottish leadership on the world stage and sends a clear and negative message to any future investors in Scotland. That's what bloody Uber said, isn't it? That's what bloody Uber... I would digress for a second. Um, When Uber were kicked out of London, they said, this just shows that London is closed to investors. This is what they say, these companies that want to do stuff. They just say, oh, well, you're closed. Or or they say uh, anti-science. That's what all your GM, genetically modified food companies, or your nuclear industry, has said for years when they've got told they can't have like largesse to go and bugger about with our tulips, right? Um, or whatever it is GM companies do. Oh, closed to science, closed to investment, anti innovation. That's what they say. No, it ain't, mate. It's just saying sod off. Yeah. That's all it is. You can't do that. I'm sorry. You don't get everything your own way. Yeah. Sod off. <laughs> But other, other mysteriously good sounding, looking, smelling, tasting things have been coming out of that stinky government. Just like, you know, Thursday's clean growth plan. Now, I like growth. <laughs> I love like, a bit of growth. Do you? And I particularly like clean growth. And I particularly like a plan for clean growth. Right. Tell me about your plan for clean growth, Dave. Uh, it's not my plan, and it's not a plan. It's a strategy, and there's ah. a very important difference. Ah. So this was supposed to be a plan. This is a thing. What you uh, We have got in the UK a thing called a Climate Change Act, which a bunch of bloody hippies from the left managed to persuade a bunch of people from the right. Go back and listen to episode 90 for why climate change apathy is all the right's fault. Um, <laughs> and uh, managed to persuade them that it was a good idea to get a Climate Change Act into law, which, can, which means the UK's got to cut its emissions by 80% by 2050. Are you still listening? Oh, yes. Are you sure? Yes. What was the last word I said? 2050. Right, fine. What did I say before that? Cut its climate change emissions by 20, well, in half by 2050, by 80% by 2050. Right, and why is that important? Because climate change. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just checking how awake you are. Bed? Beds for sleepy people. Let's get a kebab and go to a disco. They've got to do these plans every now and then, saying yes. how they're going to actually do it. Good and they thing. haven't done a remarkable it f- thing that, yeah. that we have those rules on all future governments. And yeah. um, even more remarkable that this government hasn't tried to tear it up and doesn't seem inclined to. 
Well, uh, well yes, oh. <laughs> they, they had taken their time about it. So they were supposed to have done it a year ago. And in their defence, like, they've been busy, what with, like, Brexit and then calling an election they shouldn't have called, which they then yeah. went and buggered up, right? Cost 120 million, I think, that election. Oh, did it? Yeah, something like that. I thought there was no magic money tree. Oh, well, if you're the DUP or an election, there is. Anyway, plan come out, but it's not a plan. Uh, they changed the name. It was supposed to be a plan saying what they would do, and it was now a strategy saying, like, kind of roughly what they would do. Oh. Um, and they said, and we'll bring out loads of plans to fill in all the gaps and stuff. But... That sounds like what I do at work sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> someone, someone says, tell me exactly what you're going to do over the next three to four months. And I go, well, I mean, here's, here's the big picture narrative, and I think it's really important to focus on on the big picture here. Is that what they've done? They've basically pulled an all on this one because because <laughs> what they've done is the narrative is quite good. What is the narrative? Well, it's the thing that tells you like the overall story. No, right? what is the narrative of this clean growth strategy? <laughs> I'm not tolerating this anymore. <laughs> it's that climate change is bad and doing something about it is really good and doing something about it is like the one of the most important things for the government and the industrial strategy which is like a strategy uh, with some bits missing is going to have climate change right at the heart of it and you know how we used to say all that stuff about how like we don't want to do much renewable energy well we do now and you know how like donald trump wants to stop doing stuff about climate change well we don't that's what it says. It's a really good story. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, now look, shut up and look. Right? Well, hang on. I was just going to add one more bit of good oh, to this, no good. which is like, before you tell us all the bad, but this is coming out of Bayes, isn't it? That, uh, that bit, Bay, the Bayes department. You're right, mate. Bayes. What's wrong with your face? <laughs> I don't know how you say it. Bay. What is it? Bayes. What are you doing? <laughs> Business, energy and industrial strategy, right? Bayes. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah if you say so and um, previously this stuff would have come out of deck the department for energy and climate change which was like handily for the tories at the time they could go oh that's that heavy the department that the lib dems run ignore them they can't do that anymore and they've got a like a proper sounding grown-up business people in suits department and that's where this stuff is coming out of and that is that's also good isn't it to see it coming out of that central bit of government which isn't a little nice to have on the side yeah and it's just like the only thing i really wanted to say right is bloody hell what happened to george osborne right it weren't that long ago it really Divorce wasn't. happened apparently allegedly really oh that's apparently why he's got all these extra jobs yeah very expensive divorce coming up what? According to Pop Bitch. According to Pop Bitch, he's had a divorce so expensive. He's, oh, he's got, got have, he's got one coming up. He's got got to have six jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's a very very expensive divorce. I know this seems weird, but didn't, didn't that seem a long time ago? <laughs> George Osborne was going around saying gas is cheap and we shouldn't do too many renewables and like fossil fuels are important and we need and all of that. And now you've got like the and David Cameron for that matter saying cut the green crap and you know and all of that. It's yeah, strange. It wasn't that long ago, uh, and like it wasn't that long ago that at all that you wouldn't have got the Conservative Party putting a thing out like this. For all the tea in China, which is a lot of tea. <laughs> so, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Oh, okay. Brexit, that's what's going on. 
Why is Brexit going on everywhere? I, can't, I know it's kind of escape Brexit. I know it's all over the shop. But what this is is like because of Brexit and because all of your private companies and like, all, like everyone has kind of gone, ah! <laughs> right? and it's kind of gone like, oh sweet mother of God, what's going to happen to all my money? Right? <laughs> that the government's had to do a load of plans on stuff that it's going well. We like come here and build that. Because like we're good at that, like come here and build electric cars and come here and build yeah, yeah. bombs and things like that. Yeah, right? Less good, less but, good. Yeah. And also come here and build all our wind turbines. What this document is is a basic. It's basically the government lying there with its knob out, <laughs> saying <laughs> please to the international investment community. Please. I'm so sorry. He always does this, but please come on. <laughs> Hop on. Oh, no. That's what it's saying. Come no, here. I'm Come not here. strong enough for this. Come here and spend all your cash oh. on our stuff. So that's basically what it is. And that's why it's not a plan. It's basically just one great big coquettish no. swirly come hither. Oh, to all of these, all of the- stop these words of coquettish and come hither. I can't. <laughs> <sighs> to people with lots of money. Right. Because Brexit's ruining everything. Okay. But that's a good thing. So, good news. Brexit's ruining everything. Therefore, we're going to get loads of green stuff built. So maybe Brexit is, maybe Brexit's great. <gasps> you are real. £350 million pounds, uh, for uh, a week. Mm. Firstly, it's, it's disputed by pretty much anybody no, on the amount. Actually, and secondly, it doesn't, it doesn't, I, the, morning off, the morning after it the referendum... I'm sorry to say it. Nigel... It is not... It's the bubble what won it! So, news section, where we take credit for good stuff that we have definitely had the dominant influence over. Elephants are alive forever. Have we saved elephants? We saved elephants. You alive? Me little and podcast. you. Little old Babel and the Babel army, we've all saved elephants. What makes you say that, Oh, Well, that nice Mr. Michael Gove, this is... I mean, we are in strange times, aren't we? He's, he's, he's said some more nice stuff. And this time he said, yep, we're definitely going to ban sales of ivory. And we have talked about this in the past. See episode 82. Thank you for the uh, little reminder there, Dave. Uh, where the Conservatives had done a bit of a sneaky one where they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to ban uh, ivory sales, but not not old ivory because no. you know that's lovely isn't it and not that ivory we're going to ban that ivory <laughs> yeah. yeah that will save those elephants <laughs> and not those elephants and but we've banned ivory yeah we've banned ivory and the campaigners were like hmm problem is the massive trade in ivory sort of you know allows you to kill loads of elephants so you do need to ban all ivory and that's basically what they said they're going to do um, it, it was it was taken out of the Conservative manif- manifesto for 2017. Eagle-eyed spotters noticed this. It was in there for 2015, and then suddenly Michael Gove went, "No, no, we shouldn't have taken it out. That's going in, and we are going to ban it. And it's all it's all well and good. This is a dangerously good news podcast, Dave." Crikey, Moses! I did not know that. <laughs> Crikey Moses, I did not know that. The section where we go, which is basically what we do in the whole podcast. But um, what we're saying we didn't know, Crikey Moses, is gold is in the sewers. 
In Switzerland. In Switzerland. They're so fantastically rich <laughs> that they poo out gold and they don't even notice. Is that true? No. Oh. Uh, it's not from people's poo, but it is from, I think there's like gold mines that have got a bit water outflow thing going on. But anyway, the point is there's so much in the sewers, in tiny, tiny little fragments, that um, it's actually worth quite a lot of money to go and sieve the shit. <laughs> Off you go then. Here's a sieve. $1.8 million worth of gold. So, um, yeah, I'll take it. I'll get a bit stinky for that money. Now, you see, we're being a little bit silly because we don't live in Switzerland and this is just one of them things. But this did make us think about a other thing we read about, which is there is other stuff of value, is there not all, down them pipes. Well, well my pipes or the, them general pipes? Them pipes. There is them nothing of value pipes. in your pipes. Well, I'm not sure about that. Yes, this is a thing that I wanted to talk about a couple of weeks ago, but forgot, which is the Fatberg. Yeah, in uh, Whitechapel in stinky London, um, some sewers got clogged up and they went down, had a look, wondered what it was. Turns out... It was a 130-ton mass of grease bound as hard as concrete by thousands of tampons, wipes and used tissues Uh. and condoms, apparently, as well. Uh, And it is disgusting. Oh, blimey. That's bloody horrible. What do you want to go and sieve that for? What have you been down there covering yourself in that for? No, I haven't. To clarify... I haven't been down there, right. <laughs> but I, I mean, it is disgusting. And it make, it's one of those things where you look at it and all of the reports from like Thames Water and stuff at the time were saying, oh, this is a reminder that people really mustn't flush condoms and sanitary products. Oh, you know, uh, you really shouldn't put down there. It's like wet wipes. And this wet is a wipes, thing. Don't yeah. put, listen, now, public service announcement, Babble Army, stop putting weird shit like wet wipes down your toilet because it ends up in 130-ton ball of grease bound together with tampons. But doesn't everyone know this? That's what gets me so exasperated. Evidently like, not. Doesn't everyone know that the only stuff that goes down toilets is what comes out of your bum and what you use to wipe your bum? That is it. Unless you suppose you're using wet wipes, in which case you're an idiot and don't put them down the toilet. No, I disagree with you. Uh, I think that toilet paper is weird. I think... You're weird. No, it is weird. Like, think about it. If you were designing something to get the poo off your bum, why would you use something dry? Doesn't make any sense. That is true. And the French don't hold a it, do they? That's why they have no, bidets. A nice bit of water. Nice bit of water on your dairy. Yeah, that's yeah. right, right? So wet wipes make perfect sense, actually. Okay. And it does also leave one feeling nice and refreshed in the body department. But what you need to do if you've done that, dear listener, is get a bin and you put it in the bin. You use wet wipes to wipe your bum, don't you? Uh, no, I use... No, I don't. I'm not telling you what I used. (laughs) You do. I don't. (laughs) Amazing. That is a fact I never wanted to discover. Anyway, I this I don't use wet wipes to wipe my bum. It just (laughs) made just yeah sure. Uh, It made me scream and shout a little bit because it's like surely nobody puts this stuff down the toilet. Sure, and also the other thing is like fat from from frying pans and stuff, pouring all of that down a sink. Everyone knows you're not supposed to do it because it clogs stuff. Evidently, people don't know it, and that's why you get these massive things. But, but all is not lost, because according to some very brave entrepreneurial people, uh, they can turn this stuff into power. They can burn it. Yeah, apparently this company is called Argent, Argent Energy, Argent, don't know, anyway, uh, 10%. 
of all of the stuff that this company uses to make energy with comes out of the sewers. And what they do is they take stuff like fatbergs, I guess once it's kind of ended up at the other end, they melt it, uh, which then separates off all like the, you know, the tampons and the wet wipes and dead goldfish and all that stuff. And what you're left with is like a goo. And then you just like use that goo. I don't know exactly how it works, but then you power stuff. Yeah, biodiesel it's called. Mm. And you can shove it in your in your engines and Plenty of vans run off biodiesel, buses, a bus as well. Uh, yeah, very, very innovative. I mean, God, imagine going down there and actually sourcing it. But apparently they love this stuff. Uh, uh, Dickon Posnet. What? Good name. D- Dickon Posnet. What? Uh, one of the company's bosses, one of Argent's bosses. That's his bosses. real name. That's, that's what The Guardian says. Dickon? D- Dickon, yep. Dickon? <laughs> Look, some people are called Dickon. <laughs> Not, are they? Well... Dickon. Yes, look. Dickon Posnet is called Dickon. Is this April the 1st? Hang on a minute. Never look. No, 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 stop being namist. His name's Dickon. (laughs) Which is normal and fine. Oh, you are awful. But I like you. Uh, He said, we're always looking for new sources. Uh, um, we've done rancid mayonnaise, Uh-oh. old soup stock that has been sitting in tanks for years, and now we're playing with fatbergs. Well, good for you, Dickon Posnet. I'm, I'm really pleased that you're doing that. You know, there are some jobs that some people are really well suited to and happy to be doing and others that other people are well suited to. It's nice when it works out like that. Dickon is happy in his work and I'm happy that he's doing that work. So that is just about it for another episode of Babble. 91 of them in the can. We are getting close. We're getting close getting to the big close. tongue. Crikey. Thank you very, very much, Dave, for your magnificence as ever. And thank you, as always, to the majestic Dickie Moore for the music that starts, ends and intertwingles this podcast. And thank you to Arabella for the opportunity to say something cheery. For once, Hoots, Arabella, Gornino, do that, right? Uh, or something. Uh, you can get in touch with us and tell us what you think of this here little podcast. You can drop us a review on iTunes, which we like very, very, very much. Have you? Oh, everyone's getting more and more desperate. Have you noticed all these podcasts are like, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Well, we're not going to do that. We would just love you to. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are desperate, yeah. but we're just not going to sound desperate. No, believe it or not, for some reason, we still have our pride. You can <laughs> drop us an email to hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on Twitter at the Babble Wagon or on Facebook. Just search Sustainababble. Sustainababble, right? Massive in Denmark, apparently. Uh, right, I'm off to uh, to hack away at a fatberg dinner sewer in Whitechapel. Um, wish me luck. Good luck with that, mate. Bye! Bye! Who may not be the actual boss of Scotland. Hang on. Is she the First Minister? Yes. While we're on the subject of Scotland... No, because Alex Salmon wasn't, was he? You can be the leader of the... Of the uh... Yes, he was. Is he? Yeah. Are you sure Nicola Sturgeon is First Minister? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Right. <laughs>